1: From raw materials to finished goods and everything in between. I'm your host, Mark Rustelli. Hello and welcome to the April 6th Hemp Show powered by CanTrade. My name is Mark Rustelli. I'm the CEO of CanTrade and the host of The Hemp Show. Next up on The Hemp Show, we have Damon Logan, the co-founder of IOE Hemp Transport. Damon was introduced to the cannabis industry by his cousin, the late Eric Logan, a pioneer in the space who built a multifaceted hemp commodities company. Damon joined Eric's team as a financial analyst, where he was responsible for assessing profitability of transactions between the firm's clients, hemp farmers and extractors. His role later progressed into domestic and international expansion, including developing sales teams and building a hemp agricultural plan for the country of Angola. In 2018, Damon formed the Hemp No. This was his opportunity to leverage his knowledge and experience to increase awareness of hemp products through the great state of Texas and beyond. In 2020, Damon co-founded IOE Hemp Transport, a family-owned and operated transportation company, bridging two years of experience in transportation and hemp. Damon has a master's in business administration at Capella University, a bachelor's from the University of North Texas, the Mean Green. Thank you for joining us today, Damon, and welcome to The Hemp Show.
2: Thank you, Mark. Like I said, just very excited to be here. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So, so let's get into this. Let's get into your experience, uh, kind of starting, starting from the top, um, especially you know where you got started with your, with your cousin, Eric Logan. Um, And then that how that kind of introduced you to hemp and the commodity side of things.
2: Yeah, um, I think one thing that is pretty consistent when you talk about the cannabis space is that everybody has a story on how they got in. Uh, My cousin, Eric, uh, when he started his company, LV Trust, uh, he brought me in as a financial analyst uh, because he really wanted to help the farmers. Uh, That's where it really all began. Uh, I love the conversation we had before, Maureen, that. At the end of the day, we have to protect the farmers. And it was back in the time when when really uh, CBD and hemp was kind of going through a wild, wild west kind of phase. Uh, So Eric brought me in and I was able to really get down to the ground roots of talking to farmers and really understanding the hemp space and how we really can help the hemp farmer, uh, help the extractors, processors, make sure that they're getting their their just due when it comes to their, their crops and products.
1: Right. Now, now when um, this is a hemp commodities company and you were a financial analyst between uh, hemp farmers and extractors, um, was this kind of more of the industrial side of, I mean, it says extractors, um, but what, what kind of form? Was it more the medical CBD side or were you also working with the industrial more, you know, more fi- hemp fiber side of the market?
2: Really, it's really a little bit of both uh, at the end of the day. Uh, we really reached out, and had a chance to talk to a lot of co-ops um, over in North Carolina, uh, really got down with a lot of farms in Colorado, and especially he was located in Portland, Oregon. So that was where the actual facility, uh, the company was located. So really, it really touched on both sides of those, of those
1: spectrums. Okay. And when uh, were you working, were you in Texas the whole time?
2: yeah, I work, I work in Texas, I, I, and actually, I always have transporters in Texas. I'm located in North Texas, but right outside of Dallas. So yeah, I've always been a Texas guy, and actually my cousin Eric, uh, he, he was from Texas originally, so he wanted always. He always saw the vision of where Texas was going to go eventually. Uh, Texas, as you know, many people know, we're a proud state. <laughs> now, I you know, I say the great state of Texas, but I make a joke. Ever since the snowmageddon we just had, I, I got I retired the great for about six months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely not fun to see. I actually, believe it or not, was born in Texas. Okay. I, so I, got, I got a little claim there. However, I've been been in California since I was an infant. So been a California guy. <laughs> it does say Texas on my driver's license. I think or <laughs> where I was born. Oh well. Um, so let's talk about the hemp now. Um, obviously, you know, raising raising awareness, um, using your knowledge and experience. Um, you know, what 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 got you really in the game to go ahead and form that, and then what are you doing with the hemp now?
2: Yeah, so with the hemp node, uh, what I saw through the time working with my cousin, my cousin passed in 2019 of uh, colon cancer. Um, so what, what I saw uh, even previous to that, though, as we were talking to different uh, entities about hemp and everything, that as a CBD space is going to grow, for instance, you got to have the education portion of it because we expect people to use something they really have never really heard of before. So I saw a real gap in the education part part of it. So that's where the hemp note comes from, Uh, the hemp knowledge. Uh, What we specialized in was really uh, the education of talking to different conventions. We were across different conventions, uh, actually talking to retailers in our areas, uh, all across Texas, Colorado, um, really talking to them about how to to educate the consumer and really let them know that this is not some kind of cure-all magical being. But what this can do, this can really be a great supplement in your lives and make your life much better than what it is today.
1: Excellent, excellent. So all of that, everything we just talked about, brought you to starting IOE Hemp Transport. Your, your knowledge, your background, your experience with, with hemp, and then also another side of things in transportation. So can you talk a bit about how you got started there and then also the experience that, that your family has on the transportation side of things that kind of brings this all together and makes, you know, IOE hemp transport just great when it comes to transporting hemp goods?
2: Great question, Mark. Uh, my, my, my wife's father, uh, he actually has been 20 years in logistics and transportation logistics. And so we talked about it for the past couple of years, actually, really about you know, how can we merge uh, my background in hemp and his expertise. In transportation, and then what we came up with in 2020 is said, "Hey, let's go ahead and just move forward with him transportation, because I mean he has he has transported everything from you know light poles down to even small you know cabbage and farm products. So he has a vast amount of uh, background in just transporting just different products. And what we what we really what we really saw again was just a gap because I think. All of us in this industry have a, just have a responsibility to help build infrastructure. When you look at everything in your home, everything in your home was brought by a truck, okay, a, a semi or or box truck or something brought your product to, so you can use it today. So in hemp, there's always, there's been a real huge gap in that, and I just saw opportunity that we can really help build this infrastructure, educate farmers, educate processors, and really help Sure up this industry even further.
0: The O Cannabis Conference and Expo returns to Toronto June 1st through the 3rd, and there are still good booth locations available. This exciting event is free for cannabis retailers and will feature Tommy Chung receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award at the O Cannabis Industry Awards. For more information about exhibiting or to register to attend, go to ocannabis.com. That's O-C-A-N-N-A-B-I-Z dot com.
1: Yeah, let's let's dive into some of the details there. So obviously, transporting hemp can have its issues, especially we've all heard about confiscations happening. Um, you know, I haven't heard about that nearly as much, but when the 2018 Farm Bill passed and and hemp was flowing from state to state and some states still um, had some pretty, you uh, terrible view of hemp at the time. Uh, What does the difference look like between transporting just say a normal piece of unregulated cargo versus transporting, um, you know, thousand pounds of biomass? Like, what does that look like on, from, from your end, um, as far as getting all the paperwork set up and, and what uh, the farmer needs and the COAs and all the above?
2: Yeah. I mean, think about it. When you look at, let's say hemp flower, It smells like, looks like, feels like marijuana. So that's going to be something that is automatically going to be a call out for any logistic company. But for us, we believe in making the process as easy and simple for our farmers and also complete. Um, I've been doing customer service for over 20 years. So that's something that we bring to the consumer. Number one is customer service and availability. Number two, we bring a structure to them that they need to have a COA that shows a 0.3. They need also to have a proper sealage of the product, make sure it's packaged properly, make sure that we have a correct bill of lading that we have. So and also what's something special we do at IOE Hemp is that we actually introduce the farmers to their driver uh, to give them that extras. The same you can you know you can ship small packages of hemp, you know, through the through FedEx or UPS and risk that, but the key thing about it, knowing the driver, being able to communicate and have that relationship and building that bond early, I found has been very successful for our business.
1: Excellent now when, when transporting hemp, um, is that hemp able to be insured during transportation?
2: Yeah. Yes, and so what we also do, we also on as we pull up to your farm or to your extraction company, I, for example, we, we show you an actual insurance. Through our carrier, we show you the bonded insurance that you, that we already have co-written through your actual estimate. So you have the comfort and the security to know that that when I when I talk to uh, let's say a farmer, for instance, they tell me that they want to insure for ten thousand, I'm going to show you paperwork. That we have that we have insured your uh, cargo shipment for ten thousand dollars, and it really gives that comfort. Going back to that customer service, making sure that you are going to be able to track your product, know that it's insured from door to door, and know that we have it in good hands with Hemp Transport.
1: Excellent. Now, with obviously the business being relatively new, having having started and founded in uh, the. Worst year on record in the, in the history of the U.S. basically, no, but um, in 2020, how has 2020 treated you as far as starting a business? Um, and, you know, have you been able to really kind of grow and expand in this crazy world that we live in? I, we live in a sci-fi movie right now.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. I think every company uh, period has to learn how to flex. And in the beginning, we thought it was gonna be one thing we had to flex immediately. But what we have found that that really during the year is we deal more in the smaller shipments of hemp. Okay. Of course you have your harvest period that comes, you know, around August, September, October, around that time. But it is it's hit us in certain areas, but we've been able to rebound by really zeroing in to going back to my network that I've built over being in this industry for the past four years. So I think that's what has secured Ali Hemp Transport. And especially with my with my father-in-law looking at me, he said, hey, you got me in this business now and this coronavirus, let's go ahead. What's the next steps? And so with me building the network I've had over the past four years, we are able to really sustain and really push forward. And we're just so excited for 2021.
1: Excellent. Well, the year's already gotten off to a, a bit of a, a better start. But um. so what is, it, you know, looking forward to 2021 and then say 2022, what does the future look like for IOE Hemp?
2: I'll hit tra- what, what we're really looking forward to is really going back to the hemp now, going back to what my cousin, you know, Eric Logan taught me, you know, really about educating the consumer, making sure that we, when we talk to the farmers, making sure that they understand that when you are going to transport hemp, it shouldn't be an afterthought we know by the time harvest comes, most farmers are down to their last dollars, okay? So we instead of getting down and waiting and thinking about at that time how I'm gonna transport imp, my imp shipment, we need to be thinking about that three or four months ahead of time so we can get it within the budget and know how to, how to properly uh, you know price out our, our harvest for a year. And make sure it's not just a last afterthought. So, really for IoeM transport, we're continuing to educate, and really I'm looking to build stronger bonds, even with the extraction side. Um, that's something that I really want to build up even more for hemp derived products, also. So, that's the future for IoeM
1: transport. Okay, right. Well, let's let's talk about that real quick. So, right now, what's the uh, you know what's the primary product that's being transported, and you know, are you able to accommodate, let's say, more um, you know products that need certain uh, climate parameters. They need refrigeration. That type of stuff.
2: Yeah. So right now we have two refrigeration, tr- two, two refrigeration trucks, and also we have uh, three other regular semis, and we also have a uh, ten of our small fleet. Of uh, 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 transports that we have, so we're able to accommodate all various types of actual uh, loads, and so that's another thing, Mark, that we've been really trying to educate and get out. Also, that we can take it. It's not just biomass that we can do, but we can cover a lot of other gambits when it comes to hemp-derived CBD.
1: Period. Very cool. So obviously, with the state of Texas, there's been there's been kind of a, a you know big push toward hemp, toward hemp. I mean, we get a lot of a lot of hemp farmers from Texas, including um, you know, I believe one that's. Going to be on in a minute here, yeah. um, but so where where are you seeing most of the transportation happen to and from? Where are you guys managing most of the logistics?
2: Most logistics are coming from Oregon, Oregon and Colorado, and really surprisingly, Mark it's coming a lot. Of, we, we do we have a uh, repeat load coming from Oregon down to San Antonio that happened on repeat to a to actual a bar that actually is doing hemp infused beer, which is kind of kind of incredible. So it's really. Uh, I'm
1: going there. I'm, I'm going there very soon.
2: <laughs> I'll give you the address. But Texas is really, I'm excited. Texas is going to be uh, probably one of the biggest providers. Uh, Sid Miller, our commissioner, has done an extraordinary job of really trying to build up the infrastructure. Even going through the coronavirus uh, pandemic that we were going through currently, uh, he's done a great job to try to shore up Texas so we can be one of the leaders uh, in the hemp. Uh, industry and IOE Hemp Transport, we're we're connecting, and we're that's one of our foundations. We want to be involved in every transaction.
1: Very cool. Well, this is this is great. So, if you're interested in connecting with Damon and IOE Hemp Transport, please add them to your network on CanTrade. You can also place orders and ask questions directly from CanTrade. Uh, we're going to post that information in the webinar chat, also in the CanTrade feed, and in the podcast and YouTube show notes. Once again, thank you very much, Damon.
2: Thank you so much, Mark, for the opportunity. This is awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to
1: podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: How do cannabis
1: CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up-to-date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kelvin Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects.